Hi everyone, welcome to Tales from the Motherland. A friendly hello to all new listeners and those who have tuned in before. A huge thank you to everyone for the love and support. Today's story is a Swahili tale from Zanzibar in East Africa and was collected by Andrew Lang. The tale is named The Physician's Son and the King of Snakes. Once upon a time, there was a very famous doctor. He became very sick and left behind a wife and a son. He wished for his son to be named Hasibu before he died. And so his wife did as he wished. The wife raised her son as a single mother and sent her son to school to learn how to read. Once the boy had learned to read, the mother sent him to a tailor for training. But the boy could not learn the trade of tailoring. So his mother sent him to a silversmith. But he couldn't seem to pick up this trade either. So his mother sent him out to try many other trades, but the boy didn't catch on to any of them. So his mother allowed him to stay at home for a while so that he could figure out what he was good at. One day, Hasibu asked his mother, Mother, what was father's trade? And his mother told him of the magnificent doctor his father had been. The boy then asked to see his father's old books on the trade. The mother found them, but they were all worn out and tattered and eaten by mold and bugs and the boy could barely read the pages. Hasibu was upset, hiding from the rain under a rock. Everyone huddled together under the rock, except for Hasibu, that is. He hid under his own rock and threw stones at the ground. After throwing stones for a minute, he heard that the ground was hollow and called his friends over to see if there was a hole beneath them. They all began to dig, and after not digging for that long, they came upon a pit of honey. After they all found the honey, They decided to stop selling firewood and focus on selling the honey. In order to get the honey out of the hole, though, as quickly as possible, they told Hasibu to stay in the hole and push the pit over so that they could pour it into jars to sell in town. So Hasibu did as he was told. They told him that once they had gotten all of the honey out, that they would get a rope and pull him out. But instead of getting a rope, they left Hasibu in the hole and went into town to sell the honey without him laughing all the way about how they would all split his share of the honey money. After three days of being alone in his hole, Hasibu knew that his so-called friends had left him. Not only had they left Hasibu, but they went to his mother's home and told her that they got separated in the forest and heard a lion so all ran home and could not find Hasibu. His mother was devastated and the neighbors all took Hasibu's share of the money. Meanwhile, Hasibu passed the time in the hole eating the leftover scraps of honey and trying to figure out how he was going to escape. One day, while lying down, a scorpion fell into the hole and he ate it. But then he got to thinking, where did that scorpion fall from? There must be another hole somewhere. So Hasibu searched for this hole until he saw to the side of him a crack of sunshine. He took his knife and dug and dug through this hole until he finally broke through. When Hasibu was able to climb through the hole, he discovered a place he had never seen before. He followed a trail out of the hole and came upon a house. Just his luck, the door to the house was unlocked. So Hasibu opened the door and inside the house he saw gold everywhere. Gold doors, gold locks, jewelry everywhere, diamonds and pearls. He finally came upon a large couch that he could not resist as he had not slept a good night's rest in many days. So Hasibu laid on the couch and fell asleep, surrounded by dozens of snakes adorned in jewels and the most beautiful colors. 
Hasebe was terrified. He screamed, Who are all of you? One of the snakes slithered up and said, Hello, I am Sotsini Wa Niyuka, and I am king of the snakes. Who are you? You are in my house. Where did you come from? The king of snakes wanted to know more about Hasebu and asked him of his life. So Hasebu told the snake about his father dying at a young age and all that had happened to him recently. He then asked the snake if he could hear his life story. The snake replied, Well, my story is very long, but I'll tell it to you. I left at a young age to the mountains of Alkaf for a change of pace. One day, while relaxing, I saw a stranger walk by, and I asked them where they were from, and he said he was just roaming around the woods. And when I asked him who his father was, he said, My name is Bolukia, and my father was a sultan, but he died, and he left me a small box. In the box was a letter from a prophet. The prophet was described as very impressive, and so I had to meet him. But when I asked people about him, they said that this prophet was not born yet. So I promised myself I would roam the land until I found him one day. So I left home and have been traveling ever since, but I've still not found this prophet. So I said to the boy, well, how do you expect to meet the prophet if he's not born yet? If you had some serpent's water, it could keep you alive long enough to meet this prophet one day. But the serpent's water is very far from here. And the man said goodbye and we went our separate ways. He left to roam the world more in search of this prophet. Now, this man eventually made it to Egypt, still in search of this prophet, and he met another, a woman, who asked who he was and where he was going. He replied again, I am Bolikia. Who might you be? The woman replied, Well, I am Alphon. Then the boy explained to the woman that he was seeking a prophet and had traveled many miles. Alphon said, Well, I can tell you of a better job than looking for a prophet that hasn't even been born yet. Come with me to the king of snakes, and I will get him to give us a spell, and then we will find King Solomon and take his rings, and we will be able to make anyone we want our servants, even his genie. Then Bulukia said to the woman, Oh, I've already met the king of the snakes in the mountain of Alkaf. Alphon immediately told the man to take her to him. Now. Alphon wanted the rings of the king of Solomon so that she could control all and be all-powerful. When all Bulukia wanted was to meet this prophet, but nevertheless, it was nice to have a travel companion, and so he took his new friend back to meet the king of snakes. On their journey, Alphon told her new friend, when we get to the king of snakes, let's trick him into a cage and trap him and take him away. And Bulukia, I don't know why, agreed. And I, the king of snakes, being a fool that day, went into the cage and drank the wine and milk and became drunk and was trapped immediately. When I awoke, I was being carried away in a cage and saw Bulukia, who I had met earlier in his travels, and I asked him, what do you want with me? And both said, we want some medicine to put on our feet so that we can walk on water whenever we want. So I led the two to a forest full of large trees. All of the trees said, I am medicine for this, I am medicine for that. I am medicine for the head, I am medicine for the feet. And one tree even said, if you put me on your feet, my medicine will make you be able to walk on water. When they got the medicine for their feet, they set the king of snakes free. They left me and walked to the sea. They then placed the medicine for their feet on themselves and walked across the sea for many weeks until they reached King Solomon's kingdom. 
They saw the king sleeping with a genie guarding him and the ring Alphonse so badly wanted on his finger. The genie saw the two and asked what business they had at the kingdom. And Bulukia replied, We have come to take that ring from the king. The genie screamed, Stand back! This man is going to die, referring to King Solomon. Alphon then walked up and went to take the ring, but was thrown back by someone she could not see. But Alphon did not give up. She wanted the king's ring. It would also help her to control the genie. So she tried again, and this time a big gust of wind was blown on her, which turned her to ashes immediately. The genie told Bulakia to leave at once, and so he did. And now he left alone as his travel companion was dead. He put the medicine from the trees upon his feet and walked back across the sea and roamed the world for many years, still in search of his prophet. Then one day, he met a man named John Shaw, who asked the man who he was. He replied, I am Bulakia, and told the man of his journey and how he had been searching for a prophet for many years. Then the man said he would share his story with Bulakia. My name is John Shaw, and my father is a great sultan. He used to go hunting every day, and one day I asked to join him, but he said, no, stay home where you're safe. But I cried until he allowed me to join him. So we went out to hunt with many guards. My guards and I followed a gazelle all the way to the sea, and when it ran into the water, we got a boat to catch it. And we caught it all right, and killed it. But a big gust of wind blew us further into the sea, and we became lost. When my father found out that I was lost, he was furious. He returned to the kingdom distraught and mourned my death. After a while, we came to an island with many birds and lots of fruit. So we rested there for a bit before leaving and going to another island where we gathered fruit and rested again. But at night, we were awoken by many fierce animals roaring at us. So in the morning, when it was saved, we left and came to a third island. We found a tree full of red apples and were about to pick them when a voice called out, don't pick those apples, they are the kings. At nighttime, a bunch of monkeys came out and gathered fruit for us all and even said they wanted to make me their king. Then another monkey said, that wasn't a good idea because we would probably all run away in the morning. And a third monkey said, well, if we smash their boat, they'll stay. And when we awoke and tried to leave in the morning, our boat was indeed smashed. So we stayed on the island and were entertained by the monkeys. One day I decided to take a walk and came upon a door that said, any man that comes onto this island will find it difficult to leave because the monkeys long to have a man as their king. If this man looks to escape, he will find no way, but there is one way to the north. If you go north, you will find a land infested with snakes, lions, and leopards. You must fight all of them to continue on north. You will then come to another land infested with ants as large as dogs and teeth as sharp as sharks. You must fight them also. And if you win, the rest of your travel north will be clear. After talking with my servants, we all decided to take this dangerous journey north. As we would die here anyways, we might as well try to be free. So we headed north and fought the lions, leopards, and snakes, and two of my guards were killed. We then continued on and fought the dog-sized ants, and two more of my guards were killed, so I escaped by myself. I then finally came to a town where I looked for work, but could not find any. But one day, a man asked me if I was looking for work, so I went with him to his home. He had a very odd job for me. He dressed me in a camel skin and said, a great bird will take you to a tall mountaintop. Once there, the bird will tear the skin off of you and you must scare him away. On this mountain, you will find the most amazing stones 
Push them down for me to the ground. Once you have done all of this, I will rescue you from the mountaintop. So I agreed, and the bird took me in camel skin to the mountaintop, and I jumped and scared the bird away at once. I then found the precious stones and pushed them down the mountain and shouted for the man to rescue me, but he never came. So I was stuck on the top of this mountain. I began to wander around and came upon a house that an old man lived at. He fed me and gave me water, and slowly I came back to life. I stayed with this old man for some time. He thought of me like his own son. Then one day, he left and gave me keys to the house and said I could open every door in the house except one, which he showed me. Naturally, when he left, I opened the door I wasn't supposed to. Behind the door was a beautiful garden, and in it were the most beautiful birds that transformed into three beautiful women. They stared at me for a second and then changed back into birds and flew away. I then locked the door, and my appetite was gone, completely gone, and I roamed around the house anxiously until the old man came back home. The old man asked me what was wrong, and I told him I fell in love with one of the girls that I had seen earlier that day behind the door, which I was not supposed to open. I told him if I couldn't marry that girl, I would die. The old man told me absolutely not. He explained to me that the three girls were daughters of the Sultan of the Genie, and that it would take three years to travel to where they lived. The old man felt bad for me and didn't want me to die, so told me to hide next time and steal the scarf of the girl I loved. So the next day, I opened the door and hid, and when the birds transformed into women, I snagged one of their scarves. She looked everywhere, and then I stood up and said, here you go. Her name was Sayadati, and she was beautiful. She was so thankful that I found her precious scarf that she married me at once. But she missed home and one day transformed into a bird and decided to fly back. Before she left, she told one of my servants, tell him that if he loves me, he will follow me. I searched for her for years until I came to a town where I was asked my name and I replied, my name is John Shaw. And the man asked, are you the man that married our mistress, Sayadati? I am, I screamed and I have been searching for her for a great deal of time. They brought me to her, and we lived happily for some time. But I wanted to visit my old home and the old man that had taken care of me. So her father's genie flew us there in three days' time, instead of the three years it usually takes. We stayed there for a year, and then returned back home to her kingdom. But soon after, my wife died. The sultan tried to comfort me, but I mourned her, and have been mourning her death ever since then. And that is my story. Then Bulakia left and roamed the world again looking for his prophet until he died. When you go home, will you harm me? Hasibu said he would never harm the snake, but the king of snakes did not believe him, for he did not trust men. The king of snakes promised to send the boy home, even though he believed he would come back and harm him. Hasibu said, why would I be so ungrateful after you have been so kind to me? I promise I will never hurt you. The king of snakes then said, well, when you go home, do not bathe where there are lots of people. So the snake sent the boy home and his mother was so happy as she thought he was dead. When Hasibu returned home, he found out that their sultan was very sick and the only way to cure him was to kill the king of snakes and boil him and to feed the soup to the king. Now, that night, the head guard to the king had all the men go to the river and bathe, and he said if anyone had a mark on their stomach, to bring them to them immediately, as this was the prophet. 
No one knew why, except the king's head guard. Hasibi was happy with his mom and had been home for five days and forgot the warning the king of snakes had told him and went to bathe in the river with everyone else. He was immediately snatched by king's guards as he had a mark on his stomach and was told to take them to the king of snakes. Hasibu lied and said he didn't know where the king of snakes lived and so they tied him up. He was in so much pain as he was tied up so tight that he cried. Untie me, please. I shall show you where the king of snakes lives. So Hasibu took him to the king of snakes and the snake said, See, didn't I tell you that you would come back to me and harm me? I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Look at my back, yelled Hasibu, whose back had marks from being tied so tight. The king of snakes said, Who did this to you? And the boy replied, The sultan's highest guard. There is no hope for me, said the snake. Carry me to the sultan. When we get to your town, the king's guard will kill me and make me into soup. He will offer you the first bite, but don't drink it. Put it in a bottle and keep it. Drink the second sip, though, and you will become a great doctor. The third drink is what will save your sultan. When the king's guard asks you if you drink the first sip, agree and take out the bottle of soup containing the actual first sip and offer it to the sultan's guard. He will drink it and he will die. And both of us will have our revenge. Hasibu did just as the snake said, and the sultan was cured, the guard died, and Hasibu was loved by all as the town's doctor. But he never forget his neighbors that had wronged them and made sure they were punished. That ends our story today on Tales from the Motherland. Thank you so much for listening, and don't be a stranger. <laughs>